Hey, everybody. Frank Aaron here, and I'm back with my good friend Gary Beck. And uh, where we left off was broccoli, a very controversial, very polarizing, uh, either you love it or you hate it kind of a um, topic about these natural <laughs> medicine. Um, what are you talking about? Controversial. It's, it's oh, my God. I had... I had a mail sack full of hate mail about broccoli, Gary. I don't know what you're talking about. So we're going to talk about something peaceful and neutral and benign like lentils. You, oh, don't, wow. you, don't, you don't hear a lot of drama regarding lentils. So let's just get into it. I'm sure we can find some, Frank. We, really we, can, we can stir some up ourselves. Yeah, tell me what's good about lentils and how it helps our gut in particular. Like what, what is, um, what's good about lentils? Yeah, well, lentils is, uh, of course, it's actually... Uh, a wonderful source of a whole host of things, but importantly, it's uh, it's the kind of carbohydrate that our body uses as one of these fancy prebiotics. So it is a is a great food because of its fiber content and uh, other things. It helps our healthy bacteria survive. So the good bacteria that we need in our gut are fed from foods like lentils. So that you know, once again, the the, the fiber content. Um, assists that uh, prebiotic action. The fiber content also helps with uh, uh, improving the the bulk of the stool, so it can help with having regular bowel movements, which is a pretty important key, as you all know. Um, and and yeah, it's it's also rich in protein, and as far as a uh, vegetable source of protein, it's right up there with supplying you know, not only good amounts of protein and amino acids, but B vitamins, iron, magnesium, potassium, and zinc. So it's a, it is a good all-rounder. And, and you know, for those people that are familiar with lentils or not, it's a, it's a particularly versatile food. It can be added to hot dishes, cold dishes. Of course, it's a, it's a good old legume, so. Right comes in different shapes and sizes. So you'll, you'll see red lentils and brown lentils, and black lentils and green lentils. So a whole host of varieties. And of course, um, just like anything, as everyone's hopefully starting to learn, that variety and diversity is a really important key to getting on top of what our gut needs to, to uh, stay healthy. So, you do, you yeah. do tend to mention that. Yes, sir. Yeah, it keeps on coming back, doesn't it, Frank? It keeps on coming back. So, and you know, Lentils, lentils, uh, yeah, I've made lots of lentil dishes over the years, um, and when you do it right, meat eaters can hardly even fathom the difference, you know, presenting a wonderful big dish of a, of a lasagna, and the main part of the filling is lentils, and I've had meat eaters think they've been eating meat, so yeah, it's... Um, it's a great food. It's got lots of qualities. It's got lots of goodies in it. And of course, when it comes to the gut, it's once again a food that's going to assist maintaining our healthy balance. Well, that's, um, for me, I can tell you that uh, definitely um, there's a, a local pub, you know, by us that um, has a, 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 a veggie burger, a garden burger. And I'm not a gigantic meat eater but I'm also not a big fan of beans. And I realize I'm saying this on the wrong show, Gary, but you know, Captain Anti-Nutrition over here, you know, Captain Eat Garbage just speaking now. But this, 
this garden burger, this veggie burger, oh my God, is it delicious. It is just amazing. And, and it's like, kind of almost like, why do you need to eat meat when something this tastes this good and is all, you know, safe and natural and, and sane for you? You know what I mean? It's just, just delicious. So I, yeah, I can I agree that, with that. You know what I mean? Yeah, if we can open our eyes and perhaps put our um, preconceived thoughts aside from time to time, then uh, we can be pleasantly surprised with uh, you know, textures and flavors of all sorts of different foods. Yeah, and, and <laughs> if I think back to the when I was younger and did quite a lot of traveling, I was always the, the one uh, out of my partner and I who was the lucky one. They got to try all the different foods in the different countries. And uh, sometimes it was great, and sometimes I, uh, I got the short end of the stick with eating some sort of food that really didn't quite suit my taste buds. But yeah, you try these things out. So we're saying lentils are a good thing. We can agree on that, and that they have um, they and they have an ability to, to to be blended and shaped into um, a lot of different tastes and and um, what what am I saying here? They they have, they have a lot of um, legumes have a lot of leg room. I guess you would say is what That's we're saying. Perfect. I think you've got it. You've nailed it, Frank. We're yep. just um, a great choice, particularly versatile. And um, yeah, if you haven't tried them lately, give them a shot. Excellent, excellent. And and uh, and so we like them. And then um, probiotics. I mean, it's the whole thing that got me started on gut health. That's what we're going to talk about next. Um, this sort yeah. of um, yogurt, kefir, and um, kombucha and I know you love sauerkraut and kimchi and stuff like that. What, like, why am I adding that into my diet vis-a-vis, you know, digestive health, Gary? What, what does all this stuff do? Let's, let's talk about it again here. Cause it's, it's such an important point. It bears repeating. Well, it is. We, the, the whole, the whole idea of course, of the use of probiotics is with the understanding that we need the right bugs in our gut. And of course, there's those two terms which our people are already familiar with, I'm hoping. There's, there's the term that we use to um, describe a probiotic, and that is, or probiotics, and that's the microbiota. Microbiota is um, a term for the bacteria. And when we look at the collective, you know, the whole family that's within our system, then we refer to that as the microbiome. And probiotics obviously are ideally going to be found in our food. And it's these foods that will then be um, bringing in live bacteria, the different cultures, foods, as you've mentioned, the things like the kefir and the yogurt and the sauerkraut. Okay, if they're, if they're good live foods, they're going to be bringing in live bacteria. Those bacteria are going to make it all the way through to the gut and they're going to assist with maintaining the balance of bacteria uh, and obviously in some cases when we're not eating enough of these foods when we're not eating enough good fresh raw or fermented foods then we need to consider perhaps supplementing with a probiotic and the probiotics whether they're from food or from a supplement so the whole idea is to maintain the balance within the gut this word that we use is, of course, homeostasis. So we're looking to maintain homeostasis, which is 
um, a really important key to any of our body systems. And the, the, it's, it's a fascinating world. For me, the, the world of probiotics and the world of what's actually going on inside the gut is, is really massive. And there's a lot of really uh, high quality science coming through all the time at the moment because this is a, a massive research field looking at what are the right sort of bugs that our gut needs, what are the wrong ones, how do we, how do we keep that balance in check and all the different aspects of that. So we know that uh, the diversity of our microbiome is relative to the diversity of our food. So our, our people already know that, Frank. We've talked about this. The diversity of our food is really key to maintaining the diversity of the probiotics in our gut. And it's, it's not necessarily a um, situation where we get rid of all the bad guys. In fact, that's never the case. Our, our body harbors bacteria, virus, um, fungi, even parasites. And, and these different organisms are present all the time. And we need to, and this is where this homeostasis or this balance is really the key. We'll always have some of the sort of bad guys, but they'll be kept in check and their numbers will right. be kept at the right level by the good guys. That's, that's the whole thing. And, and a small number of the, of the bad guys as such gently stimulate our immune system. So they, they're actually important to, to keep our body uh, alive and ready to act. So if we had a clean field where there were none of the bad guys, it, it, it'd be like having an army where they had absolutely no experience at, you know, on the battlefield. And uh, that, that might not be such a, a great proposition to try and win something when you have no experience of how, you, how they go about it. So, yeah, uh, the balance, homeostasis is what it's all about. Uh, the, and the other point I need to make, of course, is that the, the right microbes in our gut will assist with maintaining this whole gut integrity. We've, we've already talked in the past, Frank, about inflammation in the gut and, and uh, the term leaky gut is sometimes thrown around. So the probiotics actually assist in maintaining the integrity of the mucosa lining within the gut. And we've, we've talked on prior calls, Gary, about you know how disruptive leaky gut syndrome can be and stuff like that. And it's, 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 exactly. It's something to take serious and something to be aware of and, you know, to avoid if at all possible, but there's, there's hope for it if you do have it. And so the next one, Saccharomyces boulardii, what is, am I saying that correctly? Because it sounds so exotic. I, I hope I'm not mispronouncing that. No, I think you've done particularly well. Yeah, Saccharomyces boulardii. So I just wanted to highlight here that, you know, people, people understand that we have bacteria in our gut. Right. But we also have other things. And in this case, the Saccharomyces boulardii is actually a, a strain of yeast. And once again, we have these yeasts within our system and they're part of the balance. They're part of that homeostasis that we're looking okay. for. And I wanted to mention the Saccharomyces boulardii. Sometimes we just refer to it as SB as SB. Uh, because it's one of those that's got some quite interesting research behind it and it has shown to be quite effective in assisting things such as 
ulcerative colitis, right. of irritable bowel syndrome, uh, Crohn's disease, and even in some cases, it's the one to perhaps have on hand if you're traveling through some uh, um, countries that you might not be familiar with to try and avert or even treat uh, good old traveler's diarrhea. So, Oh, is that yeah. true? So that's really good to know then. It's one to have, definitely, if you're traveling, it's certainly one to consider taking along in your little kit. And I actually have done this in the past where I've narrowed down my, my little box of supplements when I've been traveling and, kit and traveled light and chosen to take something along the lines of, of uh, an SB type of product. And people I've been traveling with have sort of come down with uh, the negative effects of having food that wasn't quite their match. And I've been taking my little capsule and not been affected to the same degree. So there is that possibility that we can use these things as a sort of treatment or preventative in some cases. Gotcha. I might have been lucky, but it, it seemed to make a difference. That's it's really good to know, though, that so this is something you could just pop with you and take with you. Um, yep, it's not going to take up a lot of room. And if you're just going for a week or two, it could be the difference between you enjoying your trip and not. Yeah, well, yeah, and especially you're stuck in some foreign country and you don't know the the, the medical procedures or who to talk to or what to take. And you don't exactly. even feel good enough to leave your hotel or wherever you're staying at. And here, if you have this, this is like um, uh, a very little, um, low-cost, small-sized insurance policy, really, isn't it, Gary? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Well, this so, is great. I'm looking up some stuff on it, even as we speak. I always, I always say, as you, we talk through this, you always give me, pardon the pun, food for, <laughs> food for thought. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, um, and there's there's other ones, but that was just one I wanted to mention. And the fact that it's a yeast as opposed to a bacteria, I thought it was quite interesting and, and um, just nice to know. Yeah. Well, yeast have some really amazing properties to them as well. Uh, 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 saying it as a layman, uh, from my understanding, the things that it can it, they can do, and when they're cultured properly and stuff like that. I mean, it, it, am I am I saying it correctly, or am I saying it like a total tourist? Yeah, no, you're, you're right. And once again, it's, it, it comes back to that need for recognizing that when it comes to our body and our gut in particular, that diversity of not only different types of organisms, i.e. yeasts as well as bacteria, as well as viruses and so forth, is really right. important, but, but also down to specific strains. And, and, and this is where... Um, probiotics and the the current science we need to understand that if we're gonna if we're wanting to benefit from taking a, a probiotic in a supplement form we need to know has that particular strain if, if it's a single strain product you know what is the research behind it what is right. the science showing has it has it got uh, clinical studies backing it is it uh, compatible with other uh, probiotic strains, i.e. when you take a supplement, what happens when it hits the gut and it meets all the other bacteria? Are they compatible or do they fight against each other? And, and all these sort of considerations. So this is where the strain specificity, specific, specific, oh gosh, that's a tricky word, isn't it? Specificity. Specific 
or something <laughs> like yes <laughs> something like that we're in the ballpark gary at any rate yeah the specific strain is actually very very important so here i'm right. talking we we talk about lactobacillus yes and then we can talk about uh, there's a uh, another refinement. So we've got the the genus and the species and the strain. And so we've got Lactobacillus, but then we have narrowing it down. We've got this little group called Lactobacillus reuteri, and then we can narrow it down even more. And we've got Lactobacillus reuteri. Da 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 has a number or a or a or a letter after its name. Oh, that well. that's tight, huh? So yeah, we need to. This is what the research is showing. There are very strain-specific um, probiotics that will give you different effects. And uh, that's, that's part of the science, knowing what the strain is uh, and what you're trying to achieve, whether it's trying to help deal with the inflammation. So some of the probiotics work quite well specifically on reducing the inflammation. Others will work quite specifically on enhancing the immune system. So, yeah, it's, it's an interesting science, like I say. Very cool. And they, the, um, there's so much like, it's like you'd say, you just think like the strain of baker's yeast, you can just take it with you. And um, now, but though, the only thing I think of is I go, all right, is it going to make it through customs, Gary? Oh, um, like I've never had a problem, Frank. Um, uh, some of those things I'll have on my carry-on luggage, some of those things I'll stick in, in the... Uh, main bag that goes into the hold of the, of right. the uh, aircraft um, and it's like anything you know when you're going through these these places you tell them I've got a I've got a I've got a health supplement uh, they might they might ask you what it is or they might just say yeah, no problem yeah I've never had coming into the uh, I suppose I shouldn't tell you this but I bought many a pizza slice into the UK <laughs> <laughs> Eat it, eat it for dinner before I catch my overnight flight to London or Manchester and uh, have it for lunch when I land in, in, uh, in the UK. So, yeah, if pizza's, if pizza's good enough to make it through, then this stuff better, better be good to go, to go through. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm just you wouldn't here. Try that, wouldn't try that coming into New Zealand, I, I can assure you. No, they wouldn't stand for that, would they? They wouldn't, no. So You can't bring that pizza in here. Not unless you have some for us, right? So, hey, Gary, the slippery elm and marshmallow, you mentioned okra and slippery elm and, and okra. I don't see a, a slippery elm, okra, and marshmallow. How does marshmallow connect with okra? And yeah, what I, I do these things have in common? So, yeah, crazy. And marshmallow is an interesting one, isn't it? Because right. people, when you say marshmallow, of course, we think of sweets, don't we? Yeah, think but that's not it. Things. Well, marshmallow as a herb is actually um, a, a wonderful soothing product right. to take for your gut health. And yeah, so these products are all around this, uh, revolve around this term mucilage. And Slip Realm is a product that well, in fact, the slippery elm and marshmallow I've used, used a lot over the years because they do offer lots of benefits with just soothing, reducing inflammation, and once again, working to enhance that mucous membrane that lines the inside of our intestinal tract. And it's so, so for those that are perhaps suffering from 
uh, even things like heartburn that are a bit of uh, this um, condition known as GERD. Slippery elm, coupled with maybe one or two other things, could make a huge difference. And the reason it makes a difference is because it works to coat the, the tissue and enhance the mucous membrane. So as I right. say, this, this term, the term that we use is mucilage. So it's, these are all mucilaginous foods or mucilaginous herbs. And it's that mucilage that's been degraded or missing or damaged or weakened or thin by the wrong dietary and lifestyle choices. So we want to sort of fatten that up. And it's kind of like a little buffer, buffer zone between the actual gut lining and the food that's passing through. So it, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things. It's kind of like when the mucus and the mucilage is weak or damaged, it's kind of like uh, having tires that are bald and uh, about to sort of go through to the, to the braid. And uh, that's of course not a good look. So the mucilage and the serves help to fatten fatten that up they have to put a bit more rubber back on on the tire so that we've got more more to come and go on i understand gotcha and uh, yeah so we know from what we've spoken about in the past that these whole the conditions revolving around what we term irritable bowel disease or inflammatory bowel disease affects you know a lot of people we've got sort of 15 to 20 percent of the population will have some sort of issue in this area. So good old slippery elm is potentially something simple that can be added into the routine to just help reduce that that nastiness. And it, it's of course available in a powder or a capsule or a tablet, uh, chewable tablets even. So yeah, maybe yeah. As I say, if something's going on where there's some sort of irritation or or heartburn, it's definitely one worth trying. Okay, perfect, perfect. So when we say marshmallow, we're not sitting there in a fireplace, you know, fire, a campfire holding things open on a stick. We're talking about a, uh, um, a natural herb, if you will. An herb, yep, for sure. Excellent. Now, no sooner do we mention marshmallow, marshmallows than we, we're going to talk about licorice. Yeah, and like, right through the family of sweets, yeah. Red, okay, red licorice, just... black licorice, what are we talking about here, Darren? Yeah, what, yeah. What, let's talk about that. Indeed, yeah, interesting with those two, two terms, licorice and, and uh, marshmallow. If you go to the store and buy licorice or marshmallow and look on the label, you'll probably find there's absolutely no licorice or marshmallow in either of those things. But of course, um, <laughs> what we're talking about here is, is the real deal. Right, is, right. Uh, and along similar lines of the slippery elm and the marshmallow, it's another wonderful soother. It's... Uh, and in fact, it soothes the body in many ways. It's also, it's a herb. People might be familiar with using it as a herb or a, even a tea, making tea with licorice. It's, it's soothing for the gastrointestinal tract. It's actually soothing for your whole nervous system as well. If you're pumped up and your adrenals... Uh, yeah, I've uh, heard really, this. I've definitely really, heard this, yeah. ...really pumped up um, and uh, you're stressed out then licorice is one of those things that can help to just take the edge off and nourish the adrenals um, to some degree. So yeah, it's, it's another really cool little product. And it's another simple herb that has been used for many, many generations. And it's, as I say, a nice additive to help soothe gastro problems. 
Um, it's, it's, um, and it's amazing. And I, I, now, Slippery Elm, I always knew about. Okra, I knew it was a food. I didn't know that it had these curative properties, if you will. Licorice, I knew about. But what about berberine? Yeah, once again, this is perhaps a little a less known um, herb. So it's, it's, it's the active component that's in uh, a, a range of other plants. And I've, I've heard of golden seal. I know you make mention of that here. Yeah, golden seal is perhaps one of them. And I remember years ago at one of my uh, naturopathic college trainings, one of the lecturers was talking about golden seal Right. And uh, the conversation was one of those where this particular presenter said that if there was only one herb that I could take on uh, on my travels, it would be golden seal. Seriously, tell me about yeah. that. Because it's it's uh, it's main well one of the main properties and what it's often used for is as a broad spectrum antimicrobial. Re so, oh, so that's what's important about it. In that regard, you know, if you're facing some sort of infection, uh, right. whatever it might be, then golden seal, because of its berberine and other properties, uh, is perhaps a good a good one to throw into the mix. So whether it's dealing with a bacteria or a virus or, or other things, yeah, golden seal does tend to have quite a, um, a strong effect. But when it comes to what's happening in our gut, um, and, and of course, yeah, berberine, so we've got golden seal and, and probably the one that's most commonly used these days is a food known as Oregon grape. Oregon grape is actually a really good source of berberine. And the uh, berberine has a really nice effect on um, what's happening with our blood sugar levels. Okay. So we, know, we know that if we're eating not quite the right foods, or even if we're eating the right foods, if our blood sugar or our blood glucose levels are out of control, right. that's going to lead to things like inflammation, which is going to lead down the track of, of upsetting the whole gut balance. So berberine yeah, has this, this effect. So we've got antimicrobial properties, so we know that it's going to help to sort of, once again, work to maintain the balance if some of the bad guys get a, a little bit of an upper hand. And it's supporting uh, glucose metabolism. So it's helping with the whole blood sugar level. Now, interestingly, um, the blood sugar levels, when they go awry, of course, I've mentioned that leads to other things going out of balance, which ultimately will cause, at some point, inflammation along the line. And this is one of the sort of keys to uh, getting things back on an even keel. We need to okay. identify where the inflammation is coming from, why, and in many cases, it's because of this glucose metabolism issue. So, um, in fact, berberine, Frank, has been trialed. Uh, some of our listeners will be familiar with the medication or the drug known as metformin. Metformin yep, yep. is uh, often the first port of call for your doctor if you've got some sort of blood sugar control issues. Right. Right. And some of the research suggests that berberine is kind of side by side with its benefits when related to metformin. So um, there's an option for people that are perhaps in, a, in the mode of experimenting or, or knowing that they're having a little bit of an issue with dealing with their blood sugar levels. Maybe berberine would be something to consider. 
which of course in general is not going to have any negative side effects which may be associated with the, the drug. It's um it's interesting. I'm still blown away by golden seal and that's that's I'm really glad you said that because that's um like just to be able to take some like instead of taking these pills and tablets and capsules, we could just take something natural like why wouldn't you do it, Gary? Like, why wouldn't no. you? I mean, we're not anti-medicine at all, but like nature also makes medicine too. And so why aren't we as a, as a society down with the natural stuff? Like, oh, this isn't, you know, doctor whatever. So therefore it can't be any good. Well, hell, half the time it's better than the doctor's stuff. Well, you know, we've got to consider where we've come and, and where, we, where we're going in the future as well. An understanding of some of these things is um, not only helpful to have, but just right. imagine if we were sort of forced into some 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 uh, global um, disaster and started, and we needed to start looking after ourselves, really looking after our own selves instead of relying on our doctors or physicians. Right. We're going to need to stuff. Yeah. On hand, that can help Johnny overcome this thing. So, yeah, it's, it's an interesting um, time that we live in. And um, it's just, yeah, I guess, uh, modern lifestyle. We're, we're, we're busy doing all sorts of things. But uh, perhaps we... Perhaps we shouldn't. Including some of some of the basics regards to what the resources in our natural environment can offer us. Well, let's talk about because here's here's one that I've heard about. You make me, and these are all like we, we say, guys. Just keep you on task here. We're talking about natural medicine ingredients for di digestive health. So these are things that you can find and take and consume and eat sensibly and 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 safely and intelligently that are gonna keep your digestive system firing on all cylinders. And one of them, Gary, you made mention of, I think it was globe artichoke, if I'm remembering yeah. correctly. Yeah, globe artichoke. Yeah, so a lot of people, uh, uh, it's an interesting one. There's perhaps more people that are familiar with the, with the name artichoke than they have actually eaten or, or eat this particular food. Right. And I'm not sure why that is. In parts of the parts of the world, it's 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 commonplace, but um, it seems to be uh, a little bit on the outer in our society. But it's it's a yeah. This is a really clever food when it comes to stimulating the liver and the digestion in general. So it's one of these foods that is particularly helpful with. Um, enhancing bile production and remember Frank we go back to bile bile is created in the liver it's then stored in the gallbladder and then at the right time when we're digesting or when we're eating something um, the gallbladder pumps it into the intestinal tract to help with the whole digestive process and globe artichoke helps to enhance the production of bile and bile yeah, is is, is a really important key. So unfortunately, a lot of our modern um, habits result in either bile congestion or just poor bile production. We need certain foods, and often it's the bitter kind of foods to help stimulate this part of our body. 
So, and Globe Artichoke does this wonderfully. It's uh, yeah, an amazing food to have added into the mix. Uh, and and with that, you know, we know that uh, it's with its its effect on the earlier, more primary parts of the digestive process. We know that it actually will help with the bowel as well. So it's like it's like a lot of things when we get the things initiated in the right cycles, going from one to two to three to four, the whole system will work a lot better. Whereas if we sort of have number two and three aren't working very well then that's going to affect number four and five as well. So um, this, this particular food can perhaps ease some of the symptoms associated with irritable bowel syndrome or irritable bowel disease. And on the other side of the coin, it's also shown to help regulate good old blood pressure. So if your blood pressure is a little bit out of kilter, uh, and that can be due to quite a range of reasons, um, Globe artichoke is one that's been shown to help regulate that to a degree. So we've got, got working with the liver, helping with bile production. Because it's working with the liver, it's assisting our, our cholesterol balance as well. And of course, that's a massive topic when it comes to, to doctors and medicine, particularly for anyone over the age of 45 or 50. Um, you, you're uh, highly likely that you're going to be prescribed some sort of cholesterol-modifying drug. Right, so right, yeah. It's one of those foods because of its effect on, on the liver and the gallbladder and the bile will actually have a positive benefit for cholesterol balance as well. So. Now, you mentioned um, meadow sweet. Like, I, I have to say, I have not heard that one. So, can we, what, it, what in the world is a meadow sweet? Yeah, once again, we're going back to another, another natural product, another food, another herb. And I just, yes, it's a lesser known one, but I thought I would throw it in here because it's, it's uh, once again got some quite nice properties and has been used throughout the ages in traditional herbal medicine. And it's used primarily for um, upset, even, even like, a, like a nausea. It can help to ease or soothe that nauseous feeling. It can also work to... Um, assist those, those good old heartburn or indigestion GERD type symptoms as well. And people will often find it, you won't generally see it in many places on its own, but it will often be a combination or in a combination of herbs that are used to help with healing the gut or soothing the gut. So yeah, the heartburn, um, even ulcer type stuff, that's a nice one to have in the mix to help with that whole soothing um, situation. And, and, and as a, is often the case with a lot of herbs, there's often some interesting uh, beneficial side effects. And although the meadow sweet here is, is more traditionally used for digestive stuff, okay. we found that it also can help with things like gout. So, uh, oh, gotcha. So these are, these are like... And it's, that's when you know something's really potent, when it helps across the spectrum of things, I guess. Right, Gary? Like Indeed, indeed. And this is so often the case here. Yeah, we see these absolutely wonderful side effects from so many herbal medicines. Yeah. Right. So, you know, we're targeting this, but, oh, it's helping me with this and this and this and this and this. Yeah. And this is, this is a clever thing about nature and the balance. When we're using a whole herb, uh, 
somehow in that herbal makeup and the structure of the the design of that herb it will help to regulate sometimes if things are overactive it'll try and bring it down to balance or if things are underactive it'll bring it up to where it needs to be and this is the clever thing about nature um, as far as I know medicine hasn't found a way to do this but uh, herbal medicine and nature certainly has help to sort of modulate and regulate it won't just target and sort of down uh, regulate something it will help to balance it out good old nature wins again and it, now the the next one i think i think everybody knows what fennel seeds are but i doubt most people know what they do or what they're good for can we cover that real quick yeah i thought we're throwing a couple of seeds so fennel seeds is one um and uh this is a another one that helps to just generally enhance the body's digestive process through stimulating bile and other things it's it's a it's a interestingly another one of nature's antimicrobials a lot of people probably aren't aware of that but it does have uh, some quite powerful antimicrobial properties okay and this is perhaps an area that it could be used for those that have um, perhaps not as much control as they would like when they're eating. It can help to downregulate your appetite. So here we I, I saw that. Appetite and I was, yeah, I saw that. I was like, ooh, tell me more about that. Tell me more <laughs> about that. Yeah, so it's you know, these, these simple foods really can have quite a marked effect. And I think this is the point I'm trying to make here is that just because something is not particularly well known or not very big or you don't need much of it doesn't mean that it can't can't have quite a positive and significant effect on how your body's functioning and how you're feeling at the end of the day so um yeah so just just rounding that up it's antimicrobial it can work as an appetite suppressant to some degree it's going to enhance the digestive process uh, and it's also another one of these foods that helps to maintain good old blood sugar level so so fennel is a nice one and it can be uh, uh, simply steeped in hot water and make a fennel tea and you'll find if, if you're a sort of person that does have something going on with your digestion that's not right and you decide to make a cup of tea using fennel seeds and have that around your meal time you may well find that that actually gives you some quite significant relief this is amazing and 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 I, I, so i've known about those and is this next one i have to say is new to me gary you want to talk about this one and these are just just a side note gary where do i go to but where does one go to buy this stuff like where do all this stuff sounds great but you know do i walk into the uh fennel seed store and pick this stuff up do i go to a um uh apothecary do i go to a um uh you know a walmart or a, a tesco uh, yeah i'm not sure what the best sources in your part of the world would be but we have we have stores that sell bulk foods and sometimes some of the the better um health food stores i can imagine whole foods would probably have them for you guys um uh, but no you won't don't necessarily need to find a herbalist but you need to find a store that perhaps has lots of different uh, interesting food in containers and one of the sources here that i've found is quite good is um, uh, 
stores that are focused on Indian foods, as in foods from India. Really? And I can go into these stores here and all the seeds and herbs and spices are uh, uh, wrapped up in all sorts of um, containers and you go in there and, and the selection is vast and the smell is quite amazing. Oh my God, I love Indian food, and, Gary. And you can just buy as, as small or as large a quantity as you want in these places. The Indians know how to eat. I'll give them that much. My God, they make some good food. Well, yeah, the, the, you know, the Ayurvedic lifestyle, which of course has been part of the culture for thousands of years, uh, is, is what everything's based on regards many, many of our tastes and our foods and our spices that we use. Uh, these guys have got a lot of experience. <laughs> and uh, this is where a lot of the original sort of understanding has come from, of course, is uh, traditional medicine medicines such as Ayurveda. But yeah, let's us move on quickly to the next one, Frank. Sure. Uh, without dilly dallying another um, seed, caraway seeds. Caraway so, seeds, yeah. Caraway. And this is, people may be familiar with it. it's kind of sort of aromatic seed when you handle it or, or smell it. It's got this interesting sweetness about it. But similarly to, to things like the meadow seed and the fennel and so forth, it's another really good all-rounder for easing digestive problems, whether that might be uh, a little bit of heartburn, but perhaps more specifically to the sort of gas and bloating kind of side of uh, the process. Uh, it's, uh, it's a nice little soother. And it's another thing that like the fennel seeds, you could make this into a tea. You can crunch the seeds up and add them, you know, uh, in a mortar and pestle or grind that up and add them to food. But an easy way is to make a tea with the seeds as well. So your heartburn, bloating, gas, uh, uh, even having to deal with a loss of appetite and helping with um, some of those sort of, some people sort of have a, a gut that goes into a little bit of spasm sometimes. So even helping to relieve mild stomach spasms. Um, uh, could be achieved by simply using the caraway. And I, I actually have a friend of mine who had significant digestive issues some years ago. And it was when she found out about some of these seeds that I've just been mentioning that her digestive problems started to go away. She started to realize, man, there is something I can do about this. And uh, yeah, seeds like caraway were part of her healing process. So yeah, let's just move on to the next one, shall we? The Frank? next one, the next one, bone broth. I keep hearing so many good things about bone broth. It's like this is like the cure-all, the best thing since sliced bread, healer of all, friend to many. Tell me about bone broth because I don't I don't know enough about it, Gary. To be honest with you. Yeah, yeah it's, so this has come about. But you're right; it has gained quite a lot of popularity in recent times. Bone broth, and I think one of, one of the nice things about bone broth is that it's got people thinking of some of the old-fashioned tools, some of the old ways that we used to do things, some of the old foods that we know kept our forefathers fit and strong and healthy. And the bone broth, uh, the, the science, I guess, about why bone broth is so beneficial is because it's a great source of collagen. And... Collagen is that 
the thing that helps to enhance the gut lining. So that uh, important uh, gut lining, the mucosa on the, on the gut wall, as well as the little cells that are lining the gut, this is where the collagen is shown to be most effective. And of course, bone broth, you can actually make bone broth from pretty much any animal. Yeah, so, from, your own, from your own stock. So you're saying, just so I understand, you're saying it's the collagen that matters, Gary? Or it's, matters most? It's essentially the collagen. So collagen is, a, of course, part of the protein, part of the breakdown, and part of that stuff that right. um, forms a, a jelly-like substance if you will, to sort of sift it through and, and uh, let it cool, it would actually be kind of a, a jelly-like substance. So it has um, anti-inflammatory effects in the body. It's good for not only the lining of your gut, but it's also good for your skin. It's good for your joints. It's good for your bones and all that sort of stuff. So it's, it's rich in vitamins uh, and other nutrients. It's rich in calcium and magnesium, which we all know are pretty key minerals and it could be easily something that people can add to their day if they wanted to. So as I say, you can make it from pretty much any, any animal product. You know, the, my wife got into the habit for a while there of, of getting some beef bones from the butcher and we would uh, throw the beef bones into the oven and actually roast them off, just the bones themselves. And then they would get thrown into a pot and we'd add a variety of uh, vegetables from garlic and onions and carrots and oh. whatever stuff into the mix and just let it cook away. So you're, you're breaking down the collagen in the, uh, in the bone. So the, the, gotcha. Um, so you're saying that you roasted it and, 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 in in the oven and what what is, that breaks it down, Gary? I'm making well, some yeah, the roasting here. yeah the roasting sort of enhances the flavour and and helps to break things down. Gotcha. Okay. To a degree, yeah. And um, if there's any meat stuff left on, it, it just makes sure that that's cooked through properly and then yeah into the into the pot. So whether it's beef bones or pork bones or turkey or lamb or chicken, so the most common one for us these days would be to if we might cook a roast chicken we've got a nice organic free-range chicken and okay. after we've stripped most of the meat off the carcass gets thrown into the pot and i'll boil that off and create some some uh, uh bone broth basically you know so the the bone broth um as i say can can be made from pretty much anything and more of the other the the bone marrow so you know, if you've got a big beef bone, it's the marrow inside the bone that you want to actually hook out, and that's where the the key. Um, that's where the good stuff is. It's going to be hiding. Yeah. So. Okay. Gotcha. 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 Yeah, gotcha. It's you know it, it, it's it's not a two minute process, and this is I guess one of the reasons why um, some people might avoid doing it. But fortunately these days there are some really good quality. Uh, pre-made bone broth products on the market, which is uh, something that's only happened in the last few years due to the popularity of bone broth. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a simple way of adding all sorts of things. And, and see, when you make a bone broth, Frank, you can actually 
when it's time to serve it up, you can just drink it as, as a cup of tea, if you like. But if you wanted to, you could actually use that as the base to enhance it, to make a, a, a whole big healthy soup or, a, or a, even a stew or some other dish where you might actually add vegetables and meat and whatever else into it. So it can be the, the base for lots of different types of meals, not just, not just drunk on itself. I'm really intrigued by this whole bone broth thing because I've, I'm doing, as always, Gary, I'm doing some typing and checking out and looking through and stuff like that because I've heard so many good things about it and I, I just didn't understand it. I mean, obviously, I, yeah, I can Google it and find out, but like, it just didn't make, it just didn't, you know, I didn't understand it. You know what I mean? Like what, yeah, well, what, yeah. what mattered so much about it? You know what I mean? Yep. So it's, it's, yeah. So those, those are the keys. It's supplying that really core ingredient for, uh, that gut lining and it's helping to reduce inflammation as a result of that. So those two really key underlying properties are both supplied in bone broth. And, and the reason I like to sort of add it into things is, uh, yeah, I might sort of have just bone broth on its own from time to time, but I'm more likely to use it as a base to add a whole host of other um, vegetables and so forth into it. So in the end, uh, I'm getting the nutrients from a whole host of other uh, foods that are added in along with the bone broth. Well, so it, quite it, you know, the other thing that comes to mind here is... Um, you know, this stupid COVID-19 and all talk about living closer to the land and, and um, just, just being, you know, um, s smart and sensible. One of the, one of the neat things about it is um, you, you making use of the animal. So you're, 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 you're taking from nature every last drop that it wants to, um, basically give you you know what i mean and yep. you're utilizing you know the obviously the meats and and uh, you know in some instances the, the far the skin whatever and you're even using the bone i mean how amazing is nature to provide this food for us to use and okay. and everything across the board is a medicinal um what do i want to say medicinal blessing how how do, how do i put it you know what i mean like yeah, well, and this is the, the clever part of whoever our designer was. You know, everything has a uh, reason for being. Everything has something to offer. Yeah, and uh, we often um, don't really recognize Frank. And this is one of the things that I try and encourage all of my people that I work with to do is to get a little bit more in touch with not only your body, but also what's what's uh, happening in nature because yeah it does provide so much of the nourishment we need both both physically from food but also emotionally and spiritually if we just take a moment to really appreciate what we have around us so that's that what i'm talking that's what i'm talking about right there being grateful and appreciative and respectful and and reverent of all that mother nature has provided us and and how much we overlook it and yet she still how much we abuse not to go on a tear here but you know the way i see it how much we abuse her and yet she just keeps on loving us and giving to us and 
you know, Mother Earth has provided for us, you know, in such an amazing fashion that just about anywhere man chooses to live, he can eke out some kind of a living and, and, and adapt and live and in, in, in more cases to not thrive. But we throw so much away, we dismiss so much, we ignore so much, we talk down so much. And, you know, Nate, you know, American Indian, Native Indian, um, you know, Eastern, um, you know, medicine and stuff like that, the stuff that we talk down about or dismiss really has just so much going for uh, on top of everything else, I guess, Gary, just due to the fact that it's in sync with the earth. Like this stuff is, is in sync. The way I would put it is it's in sync with the earth and it comes from the earth and it's in harmony. So you're, you're not dealing with this, you're dealing with nature and, and grounded and, and pure as opposed to something that's been desiccated and bifurcated and carbonated and atomized and amalgamated. And you're like, what the hell am I looking at? Is this, you know, like, listen, I love McDonald's French fries. The salt and the oil that they use is like my taste buds go on overload, but I also know it's crap and it's going to kill me because if you can leave a French fry out for three weeks, Gary, and it doesn't look any different after the third week than when you would have eaten it. Like there's a problem. No offense to Ray Kroc and Ronald McDonald, but something ain't right there, as my grandpappy would say. You know what yeah. I mean? Like something's not right here. And we're putting it. So we pull up to the driving window. The man hands us our food and we give him, you know, $9 for a Happy Meal, quote unquote. And yet bone broth doesn't even enter into our minds. You know, not at all, not at all. Yeah, it's it's true, Frank. We just need to take a moment to to look around us, and uh, I'm sure people will agree it's pretty awesome what has been provided. We just need to understand that yeah, these things are here for a purpose, and that purpose is not necessarily um, aligned with uh, some of our. Uh, so-called society ideals it's it's uh, yeah, part of the package we we need to love it and it'll love us yeah, we need to learn about these things to understand the diversity and the and the benefits yeah, that are right there in front of us so and and, and again gary look we're not saying we're anti-medicine because that's just stupid but it's like where do you where do you start and then you go up from there you know if you need yeah. to you know what i mean like look a little bit more at the bigger picture yeah, yeah i mean so Collagen, we've, we've gone all the way from licorice to, you know, um, this one, fennel seeds, and we're going to finish up with collagen peptides. When I first thing is like collagen implants or collagen for milk, or I don't really know. So when you say collagen peptides, I know peptides have to do, I believe, with digestives, you know, digestive system in some way, obviously, or we wouldn't be here. But so tell, tell me about that. How, we're going out with a bang here. Talk to me about that. Yeah, so the so we've talked about uh, bone broth, and one of the keys to bone broth is collagen. But of course, these days, um, for those that are not able to uh, take the time to make the bone broth, then there are a lot of collagen products that are available in a supplemental form. So, collagen powders, 
bioactive collagen peptides or whatever you might see. There, there's a raft of them available. And basically, uh, what is it? So the collagen is, is, a, is a protein, and it's a protein that our body can use for making uh, all different uh, tissues within the body. And in fact, the, the um, collagen is actually the most abundant protein right throughout our body. So, right. You know, from that, it's actually pretty key. It, it, um, it's uh, making up about a third of the total proteins find, found in, a, in the body. And it's in your bones, it's in your skin, it's in your hair, it's in your tendons, it's in your muscles, and of course, it's importantly lining the GI tract, lining that intestinal tract. So uh, it's, it's a really key one. And, and the nice thing with collagen, so uh, collagen powders these days just make it easy um, to add this stuff into your foods to make it quick smoothie or whatever. So rather than boiling bones on the stove for hours on end, right. here's a, uh, perhaps a um, solution for our modern busy life where we can still get the benefits of collagen um, from using a high quality powdered form. So I just thought we'd mention that just, just so that people knew that it, um, while it's not a, um, a natural food, it's a, uh, when it's done the right way, it is a, um, powdered food that can have significant benefits as well. So it's, uh, it's um, very widely available these days. And, and partly it's come around, its popularity has grown because people are starting to gain awareness that oh, actually looking after my gut is actually a really important thing. Now, they might have started using collagen more from a vanity um, situation. Right, right. There's some research that tells us that if you're taking the right sort of collagen, you're going to have less wrinkles. So people might have started using it. <laughs> I'm not worried that. about that, Gary. I'm not. I'm not vain. I'm not vain about well, it. a couple other things, but not, other not, things. no, I'm not worried about that. But here we have this wonderful sort of side effect. These these other benefits that you get. So. The collagen is going to help to enhance the gut lining. It's going to help to enhance the digestion. It's going to help to reduce the inflammation. So these right. people might have started out, you know, trying to make themselves stay pretty, but they're actually getting the benefits of the collagen on the inside as well as the outside. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a nice thing to understand. And it's, as I say, it's available in all different types. There's actually several different grades and there's different formats and they've sort of refined collagen so that there is collagen that's quite specific to uh, muscle tissue. There's collagen that can be quite specific to bone tissue and there's collagen that can be quite specific to supporting skin tissue. So there are different types. Um, but the key with collagen is knowing that uh, it's, it's a protein and we do need this sort of protein to maintain structure and integrity of all the different types of tissues right throughout the body. Um, yeah, so I think that kind of covers it, Frank. What do you think? Any other questions? Oh, well, I, I, there's just so much here, Gary. I'm looking at everything we covered. I think that's about it. There's one final page. Um, in this, well, first thing is we'll make this available to everybody, but just kind of the prebiotic and the founding, I think is really handy as well. So I want to thank you for that. Um, this is just great stuff, Gary. I, I just, I, like I say to you, I, I could, I, I could just make, you know, notes and, you know, 
go through this all day. So I hope, I hope to heck we've really given people inspiration and, and hope and some food for thinking about how, food for thought, pardon the pun, about how to really benefit from the stuff that was already here long before we were born. And unless we really screw the planet, we'll be here long after we were born. I mean, we were, you know, we were here, I should say, and just kind of take an appreciation for what's out there. Stuff's good for you, man. Obviously, nobody's telling you to eat nightshade or something like that. I mean, there's stuff out there that's not good for you, but is it nightshade or night elm, Gary? What's the one that'll kill you? Uh, deadly nightshade would be uh, the one you're probably thinking of. Yep. Well, if it says deadly, I mean, every <laughs> that sounds bad to begin with, right, Gary? Yeah, it kind of do, does. It gives you a little <laughs> hint, doesn't it? Yeah, it gives you a little hint. But yeah, so this document, yeah, as you mentioned, Frank, with from what we've been speaking about over these uh, these sessions recently, there's a document that we certainly hope to make available to people, and it just covers covers off some of the the basics of this whole raft of foods that we know can help benefit the whole of the digestive system. And that's what we're about, making sure that your gut is healthy, strong, functional, and doing its job as good as can be. This is the key to your long-term health. Well, we know for a fact that there's um, a lot of stuff to be looked at here and um, just notated and annotated and acted upon. So great stuff here, Gary. Thanks so much. We'll be back at you guys with another podcast full of all kinds of good advice. Meanwhile, I'm going to take some notes and let my head settle because you've got me all excited with golden seal, Gary. Golden seal and bone broth. I'm, not, I'm like, I'm, I'm changed man now. You know what I mean? So <laughs> like, I need some of that. I need some of that. And I need some of that. So yes, sir. Well, thank you so much, Gary. Dear viewers, listeners, we love you all. Stay healthy. Take care of yourselves. Appreciate all that nature has bought you. Gary and, I, Gary and I will be back at you very soon. Thanks again, Gary. Thanks very much, Frank. Right. We'll speak to you again. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.